Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. A discernible shape. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Full Spectrum Universe. We are coming to you on a Wednesday night. This is the Wednesday Night Watch Party with Full Spectrum Universal Watchers Talk. We are the first episode, the premiere episode here. So tonight, you you guys know her from Total Disclosure. She's an amazingly beautiful soul and so in tune with everything that's going on. We have Eleanor Lydia Bain. She is a master quantum hypnotherapist. She is such incredible insight on the psyche and quantum hypnotherapy that we're going to start off by letting her say hi and then we're going to go right into a video we're going to set the tone right off the bat what's going on eleanor rob it's so wonderful to be with you here again i am so excited to share since i've last seen you and last been with an audience so post the lionsgate there's been so many amazing energies that are flooding this planet so many great things are happening and in my presentation tonight with the two videos that i have chosen and with what i have to say i'm really hoping to assist those who watch this presentation live and in the future to give them aspects that they can explore in their consciousness to start to empower themselves to start a move away from the doom and the gloom and into the amazing mysteries of ourself and what we are capable of right now in this quantum shared reality. Thank you so much, Rob. It is wonderful to be here. It's an honor and a privilege to have you. Let's jump right into it. We're going to go right to the video, guys. Here we go. Oh, it would be nice if we had the volume. With the stargates and looking glass, and more specifically, the 2012 problem with those projects. The popular opinion of what's out there right now is that the project was shut down because there was a problem when we approached 2012. I've heard it described a number of ways, but to my knowledge is the problem is, is that the timelines converge on that point in time. And when you know enough about the Stargate projects and the Looking Glass project to know how string theory works and how the possibility of possibilities works and how making one choice over here doesn't necessarily mean that the other choice couldn't exist at the same time. But once you get your brain wrapped around this subject, you find out that at the end of 2012, in an easy way to put it, uh, the choices that we make become less consequential to the future. 
and eventually we're pushed into this bottleneck of time, no matter which choice we make. And that's important to the people that had access to Looking Glass because they would use Looking Glass knowing the choices that they would make and the future would pop up. The big mistake was coming up with the possibility of future. And when we started using a computer to say, well, if we make this choice, it's 79% possible that this scenario happens and 23% are possible or whatever, round numbers, that this scenario would happen. The understanding at the time was that was realistic. However, if you go down the road further and free will continues to exercise itself on this game, that 79% possibility sometimes changes very, very fast. But if you look at the situation in a point of time, it seems very realistic that that's the greatest possibility. What happened was people, very smart people, began to figure out that something big was coming up. Something that made it so all the possibilities of all the future scenarios of any choice, any possibility that was fed in and observed through the looking glass inherently ended up in the same future. And no decision, no possibility changed past a certain point. That's the big secret. All possible timelines lead to the same basic set of history in the future. That is what sends everybody that has all of the information, that knows everything, into a blind panic. The people that know everything about Looking Glass, that have gotten all the reports and all the information, the elites of the world, probably figured out that that was the end of the game. And nothing could be manipulated beyond that point. When I was in the military, it would have been before 97 when I got in trouble. One of my particular areas that I was amazingly intuitive about is problem solving slash mission planning or um, more specifically taking a bad mission and fixing it. Certainly knowing how string theory and possible futures works makes it so you can work your mind very quickly to see the reality of what's happening and decide what decisions need to be made to change it for a particular outcome. At a certain point, after they're done hearing the computer tell them, this is what's going to happen over and over and over and over again, all they become focused on is how do we fix it? What I do know is that I was called in and asked to solve this problem. This timeline contraction problem. And I eventually did my due diligence and did all the investigating and basically only had one piece of information and that was reinforcement. The computer's right. The timelines will contract down to some inevitable thing. There is an inevitable event. 
It's been forecast, it's been predicted, it's been fed to us in a slop trough of what they want us to believe will happen. They don't actually have control over what happens. They only have control over the reaction, and it seems that no matter what they try to do to cause their desired reaction, it's going to have an opposite effect. Much, much easier for me to explain today what that process is as opposed to back then. If I had to give it a name, I would say it's the awakening process. It's an evolution of consciousness that cannot, will not, and no matter what decisions or possibilities are injected into the equation, eventually it all resolves down to us all learning the truth and becoming aware of this massive dam of lies that has been built that keep us from knowing massive volume of information that we should otherwise possess. Essentially what happened with Looking Glass, not only did they not want people to use it anymore because they knew it was just gonna burp out the same thing, uh, but at the same time, they didn't want anybody else to know what it was saying, I'm sure. Charles, because that essence. information was a monumental concern when I was in the military about how to prevent this inevitability. Now, at first, I thought it was end of the world. Now I see end of the world as end of their world. The biggest cherry on top of all this conversation um, would be a synopsis to say that if I could convince everybody out there that for all intents and purposes, what we believe to be true eventually becomes true. If somebody convinces us that a major disaster is gonna happen in the very near future, a major disaster happens in the very near future. If we don't buy into that fear and accept that there's really nothing that we know know is gonna happen and accept of whatever happens, that makes the convergence of the timelines happen as naturally as possible. Any attempts to try to go away from this one inevitable conclusion, I again see as a new beginning, uh, an end of this reality, the beginning of something that we can't even possibly understand based on the level of our beliefs currently. But when all that information comes flooding out, there's going to be no denying what's true and what's a lie or what's illusion. Basically what we're experiencing right now is two master chess players sitting at the board. And one of them looks down at the board and sees that he's in checkmate in seven moves. And he looks across at his opponent and he knows that his opponent sees it too. So there's no getting out of it. So at this point, the loser can only prolong the game. Both players know the game is over. It's only a matter of time before he does this, and then you're forced to do this, and then he's forced to do this, and eventually checkmate. 
we as a race, if we could understand that the game is over, that based on the rules of the game, the bad guys have already lost, the good guys have already won. Yes, there's moves left on the table, but those moves are being forced by the player that is going to win. Um, the only way that checkmate can't happen is if the player that's winning makes a mistake. But from all of the information that I've gathered, all of the information that's been given, all of the information that's been vetted to me, it seems pretty obvious that the good guy player on the side of the chessboard knows exactly what has to be done to win the game. And so at this point, any mistake would be all but impossible. But again, you really have to understand the game to know that the guy that's losing is lost. And I'm sure most people sitting watching a chess match between two advanced chess players know the game's over long after the two players know it's over. Because they can't see the board and see that there's only seven moves left. Absolutely phenomenal. And it's wild, wild, wild. That just opens up for what we're going to really get into tonight, which is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, let Eleanor speak most of it because she is the master here and I'm going to make her big. I know she has a presentation to do. So let's get into that. Boom. There you go. All right. I will keep quiet. Go ahead, Eleanor. Yeah, we, I, if you know, I'll ask you to interact sometimes because even your feedback in the pre-conversation was so very wonderful. And I think it will help our viewers too, Rob. Um, so my main intention here is our mastery, each and every one of our own mastery, because there's a big temptation that's existing for every single one of us. And it has to do with what we perceive, what, what our stimulus, our five senses are telling us is our present moment or our present circumstances. So I want to present some new thoughts and concepts. I know that this may be very advanced and challenging for a persons to wrap their conscious mind or you know what they've been programmed because this entire reality is truly run by belief systems and belief systems come from programs something that is in our conscious programming our subconscious our unconscious or our super conscious programming so i want to start to get into the, what we call our present circumstances on this planet at this time and I want to present a new concept that I received in my own time as a, a form of a download. And it is that there has been a mistake of consciousness, in consciousness of how we actually perceive time. When we look out into our present reality, 
we are told that this is the present moment. But in fact, the present moment is the sum total and the culmination of each and every one of our thoughts, feelings, and actions, and also inactions. So what we are perceiving is a residual image of the sum total of all the previous thoughts, feelings, and actions, and creations and co-creations. So we look outside and feel despondent. However, being the eternal born optimist that I am, an indomitable optimist, and it has to do with something I describe as a future memory. This residual image is not the truth of what is currently our reality. I want to get into the fact that our present moment can be seen as a residual image of the past. And therefore our point of power in this present moment is what we are consciously choosing to think, to feel, and to act and enact at this time. And this is why this is very exciting because these are the mechanics, the spiritual mechanics of our mastery at this time. Do not look out and feel that that is the truth. The truth of our reality is always what we are creating. And part of our big power take back and our mastery is truly understanding and embracing how absolutely powerful each of our thoughts, each of our feelings, and each of our actions are, is, and will be. And this brings me to a very, very important, important point I want to talk about. And this is where we need to pay attention as to what has what has our attention, the global narrative of all the, the so-called problems. But we we are innately born as problem solvers. And to get past this hurdle of what we are in humanity is to realize something very profound. The so-called war, ex the war and the challenges and the polarity of whatever we perceive to be good and evil, the war is within each and every one of us. What is going on in the outer reality is a direct byproduct of our own feelings, thoughts, and creations. So this world is shifting and changing because we are shifting and changing. And this world will shift and change when we shift and change sufficiently within our own inner terrains. The greatest work we have at hand right now is to become aware of the, of the nature, the function of reality. And that is our consciousness creates this light in our heart that we we have we can we can use just like a, a, a film when you're watching the old time film and they have the film which is the thought the feeling but you have the light that electromagnetic light which is quantifiable that comes from our heart 
the thing is all of us all of us have traumas pains beliefs that keep creating this turmoil in our inner reality and in our outer realities as well so how do we start to have strategies in order to shift ourselves in order to shift this reality i go back to the whole thing of belief systems now a great a great person who brought a lot of validity into understanding how subconscious programs and unconscious programs predict our reality is actually dr bruce limpton who is a cellular biologist now he has a ton of videos on youtube but in essence in his journey he got to see how by studying cellular biology that what was in the physical matter was influencing consciousness and how we can we can overwrite that with our consciousness now affecting our biology so where we have this body through the study of epigenetics we know that the sum total of all the things from our mother and father going all the way back to our DNA lineages is held within our DNA. So we are ready. We come in as a soul, coming as this pure light. But then we have all of this programming that's already written in. All of this programming is written into the actual skin suit that we're in. And then we have additionally, as a soul, we have everything that is within our quantum field. So you want to call the polarities, all the experiences, all the victories, the failures, all of it are, are present until we become aware that just like a computer, we can program it to do what we want and to remove the viruses and the programs that are no longer serving us. So part of basic mechanics in, in practical ways is we can literally speak to ourselves we can we can command we can change the programming first by speaking to our subconscious mind even if you never have a hypnosis a quantum hypnosis session in your life you can in this moment now start speaking to your quantum field start speaking to our collective quantum field, start changing our programming and the programming that gives us the result, the effect in this smokescreen mirror of what we call reality. It's all a projection from within. And when we, we can look at, you know, we can say, okay, what is not working in my life? We know where our blockages are. We can look at what's working. We can look at what we want and we can make a list of how you know uh, I, I I choose I am an empowered being I do not choose to live in fear these are very basic concepts and the other aspect that is very important that we don't normally see in self-help uh, texts and processes is before we say something we need to have the energy broadcast we need to have the volume um, to broadcast that program into our own quantum field, our subconscious mind, and externally out to the reality. So let me tell you 
how this is done. And this actually comes, this process, I have to give credit to Cynthia Sue Larson with her book, Quantum Jumps. Um, this process is before you speak, before you decide you want to speak to your subconscious mind, reprogram the subconscious mind, which is in fact responsible for 95% of our daily choices is simply that we're not aware of this. So we bring ourselves into alignment. So if you can imagine now, just close your eyes. And you can imagine the light of your crown above you. You can just start to see, to feel that gratitude. Just to feel the energy of gratitude itself. Start thinking about things, you know, when we have our health, all the things that we do have to be grateful for, and allow that to create an actual feeling that cascades like a waterfall down over our cellular biology, over our energy fields. From that place of gratitude, gratitude for the gift of life, gratitude as the brilliance and the diversity of, of creative beings. We focus, we say, in, we say in our mind, I want this. We say in our heart, I desire this. We say from our solar plexus, I need this. And we fill ourselves really with the feeling, not just the words, I deserve this. We energetically align ourselves before we go in to reprogram our subconscious mind and as I call it, reprogram the reality or give the commands out to the reality. So, I want to talk about these principles as it relates to really moving at this time, really understanding the truth that we are not victims. We are not victims. We are master creators. We have, I would like to say, a larger version of ourselves a celestial being, a universal version of ourself. Some say a higher self. And I want to relate that to some mechanics of how we can start to, to get our power take back, which is the truth of how we are, our operating system works. There's been a lot of talk over the last two year and a half, two years, since Elon Musk came out with his simulation theory. Now, why this holds true in this reality is, if you imagine uh, uh, an individual who is playing a video game, we are electromagnetic beings. We're holding a physical thing, a controller, and we're using to a, a screen, a device, a system that is also electromagnetic. However, when we engage, Everything that our consciousness wants and our body is able to enact is actually playing out. 
in that video game. And it is very similar for us that we have a version of ourselves, a universal being, a larger being that very much is outside of this matrix. And very much when we learn to make the intention, release any limitations in your programming that you cannot access your higher self or your universal being, we start to be the cause in our reality and not the effect. Part of what is going on, the psyop that is going on, is getting so engaged in what is going on on the outside and not remembering that we ourselves are masters of this matrix. We ourselves absolutely can be the masters of the puppet masters of this matrix. And we ourselves, as ourselves, our mighty I am presences, quantumly entangled, streaming that light of consciousness from our higher self, our universal version of ourself, our celestial version of ourself, we can shift this reality. We cannot do this, however, if we have all the pains, the traumas. I'm going to actually get a list. We, we are being asked at this time a big part of what we are being called to do in order to, to, to achieve this mastery at this time is we've got to clean out and clear out the four chambers of our hearts. All of the abandonment, all of the unworthiness, all of the mistrust, all of the pain, the fear, the doubt, the paralysis, the apathy, and the shame, blame, guilt. We can simply start to make those intentions and make those statements and ask our higher selves and ask the subconscious mind to release all associated neural networks, energy stored in the body and subconscious programs that support that. And, and really, we want to say, release that. We can transform that energy. Transform that energy so that that light of our consciousness that comes to project what we want into the reality is not, doesn't have all the gunk. And it's like something that is, um, you know, making the lens all dirty. We're taking all of those things out to make a clean lens. So the light of our consciousness coming through that magnetic resonance of the heart and those spiritual mechanics can efficiently and effectively radiate and create in this reality and out-create what is the other timelines that, you know, all of the, I don't want to use too many words on a social platform, but all of the doom and gloom scenarios, all of the scenarios of good and evil. Good and evil exist within all of us. They exist within all of us. However, in this journey, we can learn to have a process of transformation. Because I was, as I was telling you, Rob, I had a major 
revelation about that as well. And that is how we have been conditioned for a long time in classic psychology and many other traditions and disciplines. And also it's a word that gets thrown around a lot now, and that is our ego, what we call the ego. So we understand energy cannot be destroyed. E equals MC squared. It can only be transformed. And everything we see in this physical world that is a physical thing, structure, is a reflection of a function of our own consciousness. So in fact, we are like cell towers because we can transmit a new message, a new program, a new thought, the force of that light and consciousness. We can transmit a new message that transmutes an energy and it transforms it. So the way I like to look at this, we are, tra we are transmitters, we are transmuters, and we are transformers of ourselves and of reality of time-space itself. So relating this back to the ego, we cannot kill our ego. It is a part of us, a part of what makes us whole. It would be like saying, let me chop off half of my body. It wouldn't be very beneficial. So another way to look at this, steps in mastery here, is that we can look at our lower, what, what things our ego plays out, and that's unique and specific for each and every one of us. But we can take those aspects of ourself, what I call the lower selves, the lower nature, the lower virtues, and we can liken it to having a pack of dogs who are wild and ravenous and uh, they are on a very destructive uh, path. They don't produce anything really productive. But if you get somebody who's a dog trainer, which is our own consciousness, and we come in and we train those dogs and we repurpose them. We take the same, same animal nature and we repurpose it and we give it constructive tasks. We know that we can see the transformation. We know we can take these aspects of our lower selves and we can, whatever virtues they are, we can repurpose them to serve the, the intentions of the higher self, to be servants of the higher self. So the ego is something we've been trying to remove, but we're being asked in this time to repurpose, repurpose those very qualities so that they can serve our higher purpose and our awakening and a transformation of our inner consciousness and the transformation of this world. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to realize how emotionally attached we are all in general to thoughts and emotions. 
we got to look at where we are getting emotionally hijacked by our own thoughts and feelings and by what is coming to us all of the you know terrible news and all of the things that are happening in the external world it comes it is fed to us we then get these highly charged emotions which are powerful then keep recreating or creating and recreating the same reality so we got to be we got to be many steps ahead not just one step ahead at this time we're being asked and we are in the supportive energies of a quantum jump in our own consciousness and i, I know that we are all witnessing this happening to ourselves and to those people many people we know around us we have to realize that we are responsible we are responsible for this quantum field of creation that we're all collectively in and when we go back and understand about that the universal being the higher self and that universal being that i was speaking of before must pay attention because that universal being can very much change the very fabric of this reality but our belief systems we got to clear past all of those limiting belief systems that we've had before in order to overcome this because as i was telling you rob and I want to, I cannot express this so deeply from my heart. I wish I could express this so deeply. We have 37 trillion cells in our body, as I was saying. Now, if we can imagine from very, from that universal being perspective, which we all have that counterpart, like each of us are outside with the controllers, all playing this collective, this collective reality got to know each and every one of us here are like a cell in that universal being so where we are fighting each other where we are fighting each other where we are constantly looking outside and pointing fingers and we are not doing the inner work to access the higher being to bring forth, to clean our hearts, to reprogram our subconscious mind, to speak out and to command to our reality what we want and what we don't want, just like a computer program, programmer programs exactly what they want. And I find the word programmer is so funny because if you take the, 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 the word, the semantics of programmer, you get a pro gamer. It's where we become pros at this game, at, at this mastery level of our souls. And it's very exciting. It is very exciting. And it's very exciting to know that it is truly inevitable that this great shift of consciousness where we have healed enough our belief in good and evil, uh, our belief is then supported by that wisdom and that light. It is not invested in good and evil, so we don't need to keep playing out these scenes over and over again. It is a very 
challenging concept. But if any of us right now are getting caught up in, it doesn't even matter if it's, it's good that we have disclosure and we know disclosure is coming on many fronts like a tsunami. The energy waves of, of that truth, the light of truth and the truth of the light it is already moving through time space. It is already in our atmosphere. And we are all, everything that has DNA on this planet, minerals, plants, animals, humans, everything that has DNA is, is right now, it's moving at a faster vibration. It's being affected by the energies incoming and the, earth, the human frequencies on the planet. It is being raised in frequency so that we can actually, we are, we are shifting the whole bandwidth of this reality. The whole bandwidth is raising into those higher gamma rays. Shattering the paradigm. Absolutely. We are, but it feels terrible it fe because we are all going in. We're all experiencing constantly a death and rebirth process, especially the more awake and aware you are. That's why it can be very frustrating to some people who are very awake and aware and think, why is this shit happening in my life? It is because that it is reflecting to you the deepest, darkest recesses of where there may be anything residual in your quantum field or where you are having tacit consent of something external programming your reality that it's trying to say, hey, 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 you need to reprogram this bit over here. We can become, we can become so much more loving, but so much more neutral as masters. Sacred neutrality. We, this, you know, the, the controllers. How the big part of the function is of how they have been manipulating us is they is they know how to emotionally hijack you. Once they emotionally hijack you and take you out of that heart that heart space, that bliss charge, love frequency, they pull the, your, emo, your baseline frequency changes and then you become a frequency match to those lower games or realities. And that is a big temptation. And we don't need, even if we realize, oh shoot, I've been doing that, we don't need to feel bad about it. We can say, you know what, neutrally, very neutrally, this is not supportive or helpful anymore. That was a part of my operating system previously, and we know what it yielded. So, hey, this is wonderful. Let's, let's look to operate from a completely different space of neutrality. Because we are going to have a lot of waves that can throw us out of orbit coming up in this reality. I mean, certainly in the next, coming up, up until 2024 or so, absolutely absolutely and that's like a dissolving of that program right that that social construct that you're supposed to sit there with that guilt or or it's, that sadness is just set up by somebody else that's not the way that you should process within this specific matrix it's you can create space where that doesn't happen anymore it's no longer an an affliction or uh, it has no no resounding effect on you and that's part of the programming. When we look at archetypes, the great book is Joseph Campbell, Myth and Mythology or Tarot, gives us these different archetypes are actually like programs, okay? 
And that is the archetype of the martyr. You know, so many of our former religious saints and heroes through our, our known history have all this been great sacrifice and martyrdom, but that is not the voice of the higher self. That is not the way of the higher self does not like to be flagellated. The higher self is such an omnipotent and beautiful and loving and radiant energy. It doesn't operate in those in those territories. That is that is something else. I'm not putting any labels on it. Right, <laughs> right. Going back to archetypes, I was telling you, Rob, earlier, the archetypes are the, the programs, okay? One of the big programs, you know, we have been working working through as a collective and as individuals. I touched on this before my last presentation, but this is equally important, is that the victim, victimizer, <clears throat> the savior, hero, what we are all being asked to do, the steps in mastery, is to become our own hero, okay? So not looking for a hero outside of us or to be a hero to anybody else. A hero means I can trust myself. You, you trust a hero. I can trust myself. I can know myself. I can act from a place of integrity. I can act from a place of playfulness. I can act from a place of forgiveness when I, you know, wobble out of my, out of my uh, integrity and light. All of those things are part, it's, it's our moment-to-moment -moment mastery. It's we the, are the ones we've been waiting for. We are. That's essentially what that is. I know, Eleanor, I know we have one more video to play. And do you want to play the video now and then finish up with the last five minutes of going in? Because um, Omar comes on right after us. Okay, I'll finish up. So what I want to say is look at the things that we are being, look at what uh, what's happening in our reality. It's amazing. Every curse can be a blessing. Every blessing can be a curse. What these situations is showing us, we need to focus more on our wellness. And our wellness is not only uh, physical, it's on all levels. But what is important to know in this process that we're in, this is a very unique process we are in, in consciousness, because we are having an awakening process and a quantum evolution where we do not have to die in order to grow spiritually. So we must be really focused on taking care of our bodies, our minds, our energy. We can't just do one without the other. We don't have our spiritual glow, but we've got to have our physical flow as well. And be standing. We this this uh, this video that's coming up is really important because it is about the future memory that the military insider was speaking about. A future memory is exactly the same as a past memory. When you have a powerful experience like you know, when you had your first child or when you did some uh, graduated, you know it like you know it. All of us, that universal version of ourselves, knows the moment when this victory and liberation of consciousness of so-called humanity. It's the liberation of our own consciousness. And this process I describe as spiritual photosynthesis. The reason I chose this video is because at this time I feel many people are ready and have certain understanding of quantum mechanics because this is hard science. There is some, there are some images that may be considered fantasy, but this is hard science of how we, we are already victorious. We are already victorious. We are already victorious. It's already in existence because it's existing simultaneously. 
We just need to pull in that timeline, quantumly entangle it by clearing our hearts and, and reprogramming so this, this reality can shine forth like the light of a film projecting out into this reality, Rob. Absolutely. Agree with that. You ready? Are we ready for it? Want to play it now? Yes. Gotcha. Full screen it. Greetings. We are from the future. Everything is going to be all right. The future is a beautiful place. But you'll need some training in order to inhabit it. In the future, technology evolves faster than any human mind can think. When the singularity occurred, we became like gods, able to create entire worlds in the blink of an eye. Every thought had drastic immediate impact. All of our dreams became a reality. And so did our nightmares. The future became a battle of ideas. We had to learn to direct our minds to prevent dark psychological forces from destroying all of us. Now, with every new world we create, we summon the sacred imperative for life. Let there be light. 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 How can we be from the future, you might ask? Let us explain. Plants harvest light with near-perfect efficiency. But this is impossible under classical physics. Along the way to the photosynthesizing core, photons of light should collide with other particles. But they don't. A photon reaching the core is as likely to succeed as you sprinting blindfolded through a dense forest reaching the center without striking a single tree. Plants are engaged in a kind of miracle. The plant puts the photon into a state of quantum superposition, multiplying it by every route that photon could possibly take. When any of the possibilities finally reaches the core without fail, only that winner is observed. All the other possibilities disappear. The winner is transmitted back through time, from the future, and becomes the only possibility that ever existed. This is how photons reach the plant's core with impossible precision. This is how you and every organism in existence overcame the massive improbabilities of life. This is how we are from the future. This is how you will become the light of the world as we invoke the sacred imperative together. Let there be light. Let there be light. 
That was incredible. Absolutely I'm really, incredible. I'm really, really happy, really from my heart that it impacted you. And my intention is for this to be seeds, quantum seeds that can help, that can activate what is already within us. And Rob, I want to thank you 
you and Omar for all the time, effort and energy and the love and the focus and the courage that you are, you know, putting out because I'll leave it this one. I, I'm, I'm so um, fascinated about what I call the love virus. We are electromagnetic beings and just by us interfacing with our electromagnetic magnetic energy through these devices, the ma magnetic light of our heart is changing the whole equation when we come from that light of the heart. And I want to honor both of y'all as you know, men uh, at this time who are stepping up and standing up and standing strong in this incredible and exciting journey. Because guess what? This journey and all that we're in can be a lot of fun. It's just choose how we choose to approach it. How we choose to approach it. There we go. We're back. Sorry, I lost the internet there for a moment. Oh, that's the message. The message was too powerful, but <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it that was a, both of those were just absolutely touching. They were touching in the sense that, you know, it's very difficult to focus with all of that clutter out there and just bring it back inside. You know, bring it back to you. And you know, before closing. You know, I just want to say to everybody, question everything. You are the creator of the narrative. The manifestations that you put out there is what your reality becomes. And with that, you know, make sure that you do your diligence, research, but question everything. Take nothing at face value. Matt, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. It is so true. And for those viewers who would like to find me, you can find me on quantumhypnosistherapy.com. There are multiple ways to contact me. I'm available at quantumhypnosistherapy.com. And I'm just so excited about this time that we're in. We're here to help each other to remember the truth and to enact that cleansing of our heart, our reprogramming and witnessing this quantum shift and these literal miracles unfolding within us and around us, Rob. Awesome. Awesome. And with that, guys, go. You can stay here and uh, on. you can go to Watchers Talk or you can stay at Full Spectrum Universe. Omar is going to be taking up the reins and he is going to go into his layers of consciousness. So enjoy and we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Thank Have you a great so evening. Much.